Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to mybookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at prize picks they also have a slick easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave reviews so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use that promo code ts U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. going on my man appreciate you taking the time am i safe am i safe to be in here are there Clemson yeah, yeah. fans are there Clemson oh, fans yeah. in here well that was gonna be my first question chris is who was in your mentions more over the last couple of days auburn fans or clemson fans clemson auburn <laughs> fans ran and hid for sure um fair enough but like yeah it was i, I was sitting there and i think i texted you about it and i was like what are clemson fans like because like listen I'll, I'll just be very honest you know I like South Carolina. You know I'm going to pull for Carolina. I hate Dabo. My sister went to Carolina. I I live in Lexington. Like I, my family's lived here for 20 years. I'm of course pulling for for Carolina in that game. I got caught up in the moment. I said some things I probably shouldn't have, and I deserved the backlash. But I texted you and I was like, why? Why are all these fans strictly talking about like emasculating me? And then I really I, I was like, oh, I'm the idiot that said they weren't man enough, and they were. It was like a, it was a I, I, I totally we were, I was listening back to the other podcast we had that night. I think it was like Wednesday before Thanksgiving too. And like I had some drinks before we recorded our podcast and I'm sitting there and I go, my buddy was like, did you say something about Clemson today that you shouldn't have? And I was like, yeah, I really got ahead of my skis on that one. But all in all, I mean, you know, tough loss obviously for South Carolina, but um, you know, on to the next season now and then focus on that. I mean, Chris, Chris, listen, I, I respect you calling your shot. That's what we yeah. do, right? We call our shots. We make picks. And if South Carolina would have won the game, no matter the fashion, you would have looked like a genius and we would have mm-hmm. been bringing that clip up. But that's the risk you take. So it is yeah. what it is. Um, sticking with that game, Chris, I, I don't know if you watched it start to finish, but a very just underwhelming football game. Objectively speaking, yeah. it's one of the most boring, probably, Palmetto Bowls I've ever seen. Um, and a really difficult season comes to an end for South Carolina. I, I felt like in fitting fashion, uh, you know, the things that haunted this team from game one continued yeah. throughout the season, haunted them in game 12. Your thoughts on the game itself, and then where does South Carolina go from here? I mean, obviously a program that five and seven in year three of Shane Beamer is not even remotely what Gamecock Nation was expecting this year. And I think you as well. I think you had them picked not to go like nine and three, but I mean, at least respectable. And it came crashing down. It seemed like in this season. I mean, I think I had them seven and five. I thought that was yeah. like kind of the ceiling. Um, I, you know, I, I think that there's just some glaring holes uh, on this team. And I think that it, it's like, they're, they're a little bit, they're highlighted a little bit more when you lose guys with elite talent, when you don't have that much depth with elite talent. I, I said this, the, the moment that Spencer Rattler decided he was transferring to South Carolina from Oklahoma, the first thing I did was, I went to 247 Sports, and I looked at the recruiting rankings specifically on the offensive line. And I'll never forget looking at it. And I'm like, okay, so when he was at OU, they had 11 total four-stars or better offensive line players. And when he was going to South Carolina, 
his his first year there, so two years ago, they had one four-star guy on the roster. That's it. And and I think now they have maybe two or three, and maybe they're bringing some in. I don't know. But, like, that's just not going to get it done in, in this day and age of, of SEC football, in any age of SEC football. And you can say whatever you want to about how the stars don't matter, and you got to, like, you know, you can still develop people. But this is not a program that's ever really developed a bunch of offensive linemen from what I can recall. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but like it's, it's, and Beamer, that's not Beamer's thing. Beamer's not some like elite O-line developer. He's not Sam Pittman. So you have got to get better up front. You lose Jordan Birch, obviously to Oregon, which is, you know, say whatever you want to about how that is, but you lost two five stars off that defensive line, two former five-star recruits off that defensive line a year ago. You've got to get better up front. I thought they made strides at times. I thought they did some things well. Um, I think he's going to continue to be able to recruit offensive players at skill positions that are that are that are good, but it's going to be hard to run a balanced offense like they're trying to run without a running back because because who, who's going to want to go run behind that offensive line? I mean, like the rumors about KJ Jefferson, it's kind of comical to me because it's like, all right, well, if there's anything I know about KJ Jefferson, he's the hardest quarterback to bring down in the country. So if you can't get an offensive line to block for him, maybe you go find a quarterback that just refuses to be tackled. Maybe that's the next step before you go ahead and get. Some offensive line guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's your thoughts on those rumors? I mean, Gamecock fans are... You know how it goes with young quarterbacks, right? They they come in late in, in some, you know, mop-up duty and they mm-hmm. shine and all of a sudden they're kind of anointed as the next guy. But, I mean, I say promote competition. It worked really well for Ole Miss, adding some competition. Mm-hmm. It brought out the best in Jackson Dart. If it wouldn't have, right, Spencer Sanders or Walker Howard would have won the job and they'd have been better off for it. So, I mean, your overall thoughts, I think some fans have mixed feelings. I, I'm all for it, again, in the spirit of competition. A thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, like, like there, there's just nothing – I mean, look at Bama. Like there's just nothing elite competition, like iron sharpens iron, whatever, whatever cliche you want to throw out there. It really is true. And like, I think in this day and age of football too, is you cannot live in a world of fear where you're like, all right, well, hopefully we don't over recruit a position and somebody decides to leave because that's just going to happen. Like it's just, it's just going to happen in this day and age. Um, 
I think that I think that getting KJ Jefferson would be I, I don't want to say a surprise because you've already shown at the very beginning of this whole thing that you, you've been able to go out and get elite quarterbacks from power five schools that have been starters. Um, I think it's in KJ's best interest to stay another year regardless. I was talking about this last night with Chris Gordy uh, on his show, SEC or Locked on SEC, and I brought the point. I was like, this is a really, really interesting thing. I, I thought he would stay at Arkansas strictly because you have – you have like Petrino coming in, who's been like a QB guru for a long, for a long time. Um, but it also, I understand him going to South Carolina. Uh, if he wants to stay in the conference, a conference that he's done really, really well. in. like, let's not forget that as bad as that team was this past uh, season, he was a quarterback that was in the top 10 in QBR in the country for two straight seasons um, in 21 and 22. So I, I think he's extremely talented. I think it's, it's, it's definitely in his best interest to stay another year because I don't see him, getting into like a, a first round or even a second round pick. Like he's probably going to be like a, a day three guy, if anything. Um, I, you know, I, I think it'd be a tremendous pickup for South Carolina. Um, and I don't know if like, like I just, I think sometimes at some universities in some programs, it's not the worst thing to, to stop trying to think such big picture. Like sometimes you need to go win now. And KJ Jefferson's a guy that can think go win you football games now. And Chris, you think about, too, the Dowell Loggins connection. Obviously, he was at Arkansas, now the OC for South Carolina. Justin Stepp was the wide receivers coach when KJ was there. So certainly, and then Trey Knox, who's just spent the year in Columbia. I'm sure they were in communication back and forth. And yeah. you know, who knows what, what that may have resulted in. Um, you mentioned Shane Beamer and, and not thinking so big picture. And it, it is win now, right? This day mm -hmm. and age. And when you're a coach going into year four, like there isn't a 10-year plan. Heck, it's not even a five-year plan at most yeah. places. It's win and win now. So, Chris, I'll ask you this. You know, year three, fairly or not, is deemed as a really, really important year for head coaches. Shane Beamer goes five and seven. What type of pressure do you think that puts on Beamer next year? It's, by the way, eerily – like, it's it's eerie how similar the trajectories of Sam Pittman and Shane Beamer, how they've kind of, like, followed each other, right? Both had really, really early success, mm -hmm. then teetered out, and then obviously Pittman went through this disastrous year, and it's all understood, I think, by everybody that next year is, is win or get out. Yeah. I'm not saying Beamer's in that position because he's one year behind Pittman, but I, I think it's fair to say Beamer's seat is warm going into 2024. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on that? I, like, I don't know if that's fair that it should be, but I think it's fair to say. I think it's fair to say because, because again, this is a win now, like, like business, I think that you're in. And it's, you don't get the luxury of, of winning, like, you know, like if you, the best, the best example of any of this, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it before, is his dad. I mean, Frank Beamer would have never, never lasted at Virginia Tech in this day and age of football, ever. And you all know what kind of what kind of coach he he ended up being. But here's the other thing too: one of the biggest things that's changed about college football that that you just didn't see. Like, I mean, I'm an old, so like when I was growing up, like I'm in my like the mid 30s, like you just had an offensive coordinator, and then you just kept that offensive coordinator. Like that was it. You just had one. It was like a, it was like a family dog. It was like, well, you know. <laughs> Like he's getting a little bit older. Maybe we'll replace him with whoever the offensive line coach is next year. We got to run that football. Like that's just what you did. And so now, like you have all these people. Like like the coordinator hires are so huge. And I think that that's one thing that gets lost a lot in in like success. And we talk about how the coach is, is you know not any good or like a a, a player like a high school recruits a bust. And you start thinking about like some of these guys like they're playing for like their fourth coordinator. Not in Carolina, but I'm saying in general. 
playing their fourth coordinator in however many years. Like it's insane because everyone's moving constantly across the landscape of college football, trying to like you know find step ladder jobs or or you know like a stepping stone to another another place. I think you really, really need to make sure that you have the right guys in a coordinator um, if you're if you're Shane Beamer. And I think that like I don't know who the offensive line coach is. I don't. He needs to be gone. It's it's been embarrassing for two straight years. It's been embar- you gave up nine sacks against North Carolina. The fact that he was even allowed back on the team bus is kind of shocking to me. So like because because you you really if you think about it like. I made this comment about how LSU fans felt like they had wasted Jaden Daniels seniors their season. I mean, where would this team be without Spencer Rattler? You know, and, and where's Beamer, where is Beamer without that one point victory over Clemson last year? You know what I mean? Like, and, and he won those games. So you have to give him credit, but like, man, at some point you better start pulling in within at least two, two scores of Georgia. And now you got to go play. I think who do they get Oklahoma next year at Oklahoma at Alabama next year. Have fun. Have fun with that. I mean, like, it, like it just it just doesn't get any easier. So that's and that's the thing that's always worried me. And, and the thing that's always going to be an uphill battle for South Carolina, and he has done a really good job of of, of getting through this. But the thing that's always been an, an uphill battle is if you talk to any coach, any any college coach when they first get hired, the first thing they say is we got to recruit this state. We got to we got to put a fence around the state. And you want people that believe in the program that have grown up watching that kind of game or that that kind of football and believe in like like. I love this university. I grew up watching this university and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's been several years in a row like where you look at like the talent in South Carolina and it's like you have less than 10 four stars seemingly almost every year. Sometimes you have less than five in the whole state. And I, you know, not to be like super negative or, or look back on like why that, that 2011, 2013 run was so special, but like Stefan Gilmore and Marcus Lattimore and, and, and Javion Clowney are, are all in-state guys and aren't growing on trees now. Right. Alshon so, Jeffrey also. Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. So like I, I, I think that he's really I think you, you gotta get like another guy like Nick Harbert. You gotta get him the damn football and like and then go from there. I, I just I think that there are some there are some pieces in place they could have like tremendous success. And I I still love the culture that he's built. I like I think he's done a really good job of 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 keeping that locker room together and, and like when they could have rolled over and died and they didn't do that. Like they just got outmanned a couple times this year. So, but but that being said, five and seven is not going to fly next year. I don't know if seven and five is going to fly next year. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code 
Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, S P or S U P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P or S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Chris, fourth and thirty-one. Take me through your emotions on that final drive, the bad snap, the four, the actual play. I mean, I'm sitting there. You know, it's funny, Chris. I'm sitting there watching the game, obviously, and I'm, and I'm posting through it. And I, I forget which play it was, but I reposted a video, and I said, this has got Auburn heartbreak written all over it. The next play was the bad snap. And I said, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have spoke on you, Auburn. I apologize. Then the play happens, and I'm like, well, there we go. So. Take me through, though, the roller coaster of emotions for you. I, I just can't imagine that play where, I mean, it's, it feels like there's 99 to 1, you know, odds you're going to lose that football game. The play is made. What was going through your mind at that moment? You just start, you just, man, I tell you what, I, I like, I am so happy still. Like, that is like, I just can't, like, listen, I, I'm, I'm 37 years old. I have watched Alabama. That is the first time in my life that Alabama has won four games in a row against Auburn. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that until afterwards. Like that's that's insane. Like that's the first time in my life they've beaten the team. They've beaten that team for four straight times. I, I was I was shocked. And so someone is texting me about uh, suits right now on Netflix. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I have I'm sitting there watching that game, and and you kind of had this feeling. I remember I woke up on Saturday and I was like, um, oh sorry, back to what I was saying about like being old or whatever. All of the moments in this rivalry that I have watched, all of the moments you see run back on, on CBS with a kick six, cam back, almost every single one of them is, is Auburn winning. Bow over the top. Punt, bam, a punt. Like, you don't remember this. Remember, you know who Bruce Arians is, right? Like, widely considered one of the, the greatest like, offensive minds in college football. In 1997, he was Alabama's offensive coordinator, and Bama was going in to beat Auburn, who was ranked, and Bama was like four and six at the time. Going in to beat them, all they do is run the run the clock out, and they ran a fullback screen on their own thirty yard line, and Ed Sissom fumbled it. Auburn got the ball back and kicked a game winning field goal to win eighteen to seventeen. I've I've experienced heartbreak, especially in Jordan Hare, over and over and over again. And and when then when Bama wins, it's like they win by like twenty or thirty points. So it's like okay, that game, it felt like I, I just started going through all the typical fan emotions where I'm I'm like going through the the stages of of grief where I'm like. I'm mad at the officials because they were making some horrific calls for one, and I'm and I'm like trying to scoff at it because I'm like then I start doing this whole thing where I'm like I'm like telling myself I'm like oh we weren't gonna beat Georgia, they weren't gonna win a national championship, they weren't ever that good like that where they were gonna do that. It's like this is still a great season. I'm doing all those things to tell myself it's okay. Like 
it's fine. Like whatever, like, 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 you know, you're still going to be 10 and two and, and you've done a great job with this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just telling myself all these things. And then they get down to like, they get the first down inside like the five. And I'm like, are we going to win this game? Like, are we going to, are we going to find a way? Cause there's, listen, it's cool to beat your rival. It's fucking awesome to rip their fucking heart out, especially in their place. And there is, there are a few things I love more than watching Georgia or Auburn, or Tennessee, get their heart ripped out. And I sat there and that snap went like 20 yards back. And I was like, I'm fucking real. Like, how does that happen? And, and when he threw it, I was like, that's surely that's got to go out of bounds. And I kept watching the ball and I kept watching the ball. And I, I was like, why is he, why is he standing there in single coverage? Like what, why is the defensive back not turned around? And then he, and then he caught it. And I just, the most guttural, like noise came out of my mouth. It was like, it was, I just, it was one of the coolest games I've ever watched. I'm still not over it. I've watched every replay imaginable. I've watched all the Bama fans celebrate, like Auburn fans react to it. Those are just the moments that really make college football great. I don't think Bama wins this weekend against Georgia, spoiler alert, but that is definitely a core memory that I will have like for the rest of my life as an Alabama fan. It was awesome. Like you said, Chris, beating your rivals one thing, ripping their heart out yeah. at their place is a complete mm-hmm. other. I mean, I can't imagine many more heartbreaking ways to lose a football game than yeah. what Auburn suffered in that game, which, again, I'm sure you're shedding a tear over it. Um, anyways, you, you mentioned SEC championship. Let's move to that. Obviously, the yeah. big one this weekend in Atlanta. I, I did not know about Bama's history just, like, in the city of Atlanta. Like, they haven't lost there in pretty what, good, huh? 100 years or something like that. Never. I love the stat, though. Bama has never lost in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And I'm like, the stadium has existed for like 10 minutes. But either way. First off, uh, no, no, no. Don't dis- don't but, discount no. like that that at all because they they went they won in they won the natty there in 2017. They played some big games there. I I get it. I get that. Yeah. yeah. They've got a good track record. I just yeah, yeah. I mean we the, can we can city, move it back because the city of Atlanta one is is cooler though. That that yeah. to me is wild. Like they just don't lose in Atlanta. Uh, Georgia favored in this game, you know, dogs survive in advance of a rivalry weekend. Who cares? Half the team, it seems like, sat out and didn't play. Mm-hmm. Bama coming off the emotional win over Auburn. You mentioned you've got the dogs winning. I mean, I, I feel like most are probably going to lean that way just because it's been so long since we've seen Georgia yeah. lose. It's like, are you going to be the person that goes out on a limb and picks against them? But, I mean, I'm very excited, Chris, to watch the matchup, the way Georgia's defense tries to corral Jalen Milrow in the running ability. Um, I'm excited to watch the Bama defense go up against Carson Beck. I feel like, admittedly, this could be kind of like his his coming out party from the standpoint yeah. of I don't know that Beck is really a guy that's talked about all that much because Georgia's so ho-hum. They were expected yeah. to do this. He's put up insane numbers this year. Um, your overall thoughts just on the game, the matchups you're most excited to watch for, what do you think the X factor is in this one? I want to pull this up to you first and foremost. Uh, you said he's put up insane numbers. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some numbers, and you tell me who's who. Okay, you ready? Um, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, 9.4 yards per attempt. 21 touchdowns, six interceptions, 10.6 yards per attempt. Who's who? Well, I'm pretty sure the 22 touchdowns is actually Milrow because I think I looked up these stats last night. Am I incorrect? I, I know their stats are very comparable in the passing yeah. game, which shocked me. Yeah. And Milrow, um, Milrow's got, I think he's got like, I think on the season he's at 33 touchdowns and six picks. Here's the deal. I, I think I think that this is going to be a really 
man, like I'm just trying to channel every amount of 2021 vibes I can I can muster because you did the same thing going into that game. You were 11 to one. You skated by a couple of teams. A lot of people thought you weren't good enough to get there, and you're going up against a team that that many think is not only the best in the country but maybe one of the best in all time like history. Like 2021, that was the best defense in the history of college football, hands down. You put up more points in one quarter in the in the, in the second quarter than they'd given up in a single game all year. Um, you don't have Bryce Young on this team, but in a lot of ways, like you've got some guys that like are, are going to frustrate a defense, especially a Kirby Smart defense. Here's here's one thing I will say, and you guys might think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. All the talk about how Bama always struggles with a mobile quarterback. Remember, remember how we would always hear that. Mm. You notice that's kind of stopped. That, yeah, it's like that's the way to beat them, right? You have right. to have a mobile quarterback, right? And, and yeah. then you start thinking about the, the the quarterbacks they're talking about in that Tebow. Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Nick Marshall, like who, th- those types of guys. Garcia was mobile in his own way. Sure, sure. And I'm glad you brought that one up too. I really am. Because then like like Joe, Joe Burrow is a mobile quarterback, but he wasn't that his legs aren't what beat Bama in 2019, right? And then and there really aren't any other big moments from like 2017, 2018, like because the losses get like shorter and shorter. It wasn't like whoever the quarterback was at A&M in 2021 that beat him was because it was mobile. All those teams that you're talking about with that stigma are Kirby Smart defensive, like de- defenses at Alabama, hmm. Deshaun Watson, like all, all those guys. That's that's all Kirby Smart. So I think there is definitely a, a situation where you consider and say that Jalen Milrow can put them in fits, and and he is going to account for for seven to fourteen points somehow, whether it's unexpected, like whether it's like a pick late, like like deep in his own territory whether it's like, you know, he gets a scramble and gets loose for 40, 50 yards, because he is, I've said it since the beginning of the season, the danger about about benching that kid is he's the best player on the field the moment he steps on the field for either side. He's the best athlete, not best player, best athlete on the field the moment he steps on the field. And I think that, like, he's been playing with a ton of confidence. The offensive line's played a lot better. The thing that concerns me, because I, I do think Bama's going to be able to score. The thing that concerns me is, concerns me is I think Georgia is good enough to overcome at least one turnover. I think I think they'll be fine if they and, and they can overcome that. Um, I I think that they can kind of like kind of pick their pick which way they want to try to attack Bama's defense. Like if, if Kendall Milton's playing the best football he's played since he stepped foot on campus in Athens, um, he, he looks fantastic at running back right now. Carson Beck has been tremendous, um, just 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 boringly lethal, just like unbelievably underwhelmingly lethal is like the best way to put it. Like he, he just, he just goes out there and, and throws for 300 yards a game. And, and like he, the touchdown numbers don't like make it seem super gaudy, but he's got like 3,500 passing yards or some crazy shit like that. So then you have like the receivers. It's like, it seems like for the last half of the season, it's like pick your poison, which, which guy pick a name out of a hat. Which guy do you want to have a career game today? Do you want Dylan Bell to go off? Do you want Robert Thomas to go off? Like, like who McConkie is going to be healthy. I think that that if you're Bama, you're gonna have a hard time stopping them. Like even if you can somehow stop Powers for like for that long, and I think that Georgia's good enough to overcome at least one turnover. And the thing that scares me is I think that Bama will keep this game close for for three quarters. I, I do, and then I think I think it'll play out pretty similar similarly to the 2008 SEC championship, which is where they played Florida and they had a lead going into the fourth. And then Florida did what Florida does, which is we have more athletes than you. We're a better team than you. We're going to out-execute you. And they win by double digits. And I think that this is still, despite the natty two years ago, a monkey that's on Kirby's back. 
And I just think that Kirby, when he has a chip on his shoulder, is extra dangerous. I just I think Georgia wins by 10 plus points, man. Double digit victory for the Dolphins. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Marler. If Bama is in your mind, I guess I could fairly say pull the upset. If they're gonna mm -hmm. do that, what must happen for Alabama? I think you gotta force I, I think you gotta have a game like where Carson or where uh Setson Bennett had in 2021, where you you force them into multiple turnovers. Um and and then and then like Here's here's the thing I, I know about Georgia. I know this about Georgia. I said this in 2021. You have got to put them into a unfamiliar situation that at the same time is all too familiar. And that is this. All of the like the, the good thing for Georgia is that team fears no one. That team fears no one. But every single one of those Georgia fans, you mark my fucking words on this. Every single Georgia fan that walks into that stadium, no matter how drunk and obnoxious and arrogant they are. Walking in there, they're going to walk in and see all these other Georgia fans, and they're going to say in that stadium, oh, shit, that's where Devontae Smith caught second and 26 and ripped my heart out. That's where Jalen Hurts came off the bench and scored with a minute and a half to go, and we faked a punt on fourth and 11 for some reason and ripped my heart out in 2018. That's where we had the best defense in the, in the history of college football, and Bryce Young put an SEC championship game record 460 yards of offense on us. Like, that's a house of fucking horrors for those people. And I can't, I can't wait for that. So if you make it close going in late in the game, Georgia fans are going to be, it, you, you would, I would be shocked if they are as confident, arrogant and loud as, as the rest of that game. Do not let Bama hang around and start believing because that's where they're going to be dangerous. And I think that if they can get them in that situation, it's going to be, I mean, cause Georgia hasn't been there. Georgia hasn't been struggling late against anyone like all season, like maybe Mizzou, but I mean, this isn't Sanford. It's just not. And at some point, if it's close, they're going to look up on the other sideline and be like, fuck, here we go again. You got the greatest coach in college history on the other side. And, and, and you've got a kid that potentially could be playing out of his mind with, with Jalen Milrow. You look at the A&M game, man. I just tell you what, I, I just, I, I want it to be a good game. I would like them not to get boat raced. I'm very nervous they will, but we'll see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Marler of Saturday Down South, Saturday Football Uncensored. Chris, one last thing, and I'll get you out of here, and somehow I just glossed over it. Uh, the hirings of Mike Elko at A&M, Jeff Levy at Mississippi State. Your brief thoughts on what those two guys mean for those programs. I just don't have a thought on Levy. I don't really care. I, don't, I mean – I mean, it is Mississippi State, to yeah, be fair. Ho hopefully no Bulldog fans are tuned in. And taking they're, the they're excited, which is good for yeah. them. Like, it's their fifth head coach in eight years, which is kind of crazy. crazy. Um, but I, I think I, I'm excited for them since they're excited. And I mean that, not like just being a dickhead. 
Um, the Elko thing, it's funny. It's, it's funny because Jimbo Stoops and Elko all look like, I think I said, like a Russian stacking doll of each other. Like they are the same person. Yeah. Like it's like, um, but I will say, I think that's the guy they needed to get. I think he gets it. I think he will be able to, to, he, he's a, obviously a good coach. Like, like being able to put like Duke at, at back-to-back bowl eligible seasons, including nine wins in year one. Look what he did this year without his with starting quarterback. It was probably a nine-win team with, with Riley Leonard at quarterback. Um, I, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he recruits for sure, but I, I, I think it was the right hire. Chris, always a pleasure, my friend. Looking forward to the game on Saturday, and uh, we'll break it all down next week. Sounds good, brother. Talk to yeah, you. Man, appreciate you. We'll talk to him. The story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.